Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. All right. It's Friday. We're here talking about Minute 27 of The Search for Spock. Minute 27 starts with Sarek saying, or the one, and ends a minute later with Kirk saying, he couldn't touch me. He couldn't touch me. (laughs) Take that out of context. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched this minute again before we started recording, and I am, I feel like I'm about to lose it. You're crying? This is just a, it's a great, it's a, it is a great minute. We, we, we talked about it on a Wednesday. It's reliving the death of Spock in this way, uh, in some ways, as emotional as that scene was in Wrath of Khan, this minute really... They do it again. I feel like I'm reliving yeah. it again, but in a different way. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and we, in some ways, you get to see even more of Kirk's grief than we did in The Wrath of Khan, I think. Right. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because Kirk's, re, you know, almost literally reliving it, you know, a second time because the mind meld is, you know, bringing it all right back to the surface. Uh, and he's. My question is, is the grief we're seeing in, in Kirk the grief that he experienced in the original moment, or is he feeling new grief because he's reliving the moment? Oh, I think he's reliving the moment. Okay, so you think it's so? So the grief we're seeing and the look in his eyes and all of this is just, yep, it's it's what it's what was going on at that moment. So I have to wonder if, you know, and I'm sort of extrapolating, like, to last movie here in, you know, at the end of After Spock perishes and they have the funeral and, you know, he, you know, Kirk looks, he doesn't look sad in the way we think he's sad. Um, you know, he he's almost embracing, you know, what has happened, but in the... um in the beginning of this, you know, in the beginning of this movie, he goes on and, you know, says most of the crew is, you know, um, you know, they're moved off and, you know, you know, the vessel's almost been repaired and we're, uh, you know, we're heading back and, you know, he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't sound too happy-go-lucky, but I'm wondering if he has sort of put his feelings aside and has not really processed them. Oh, sure. And is and he's just sort of, you know, he's been introspecting a little, and then this is the first time he's sort of like, he's he, he is, he's reliving that moment, and it's all coming back to him, and in that moment, he's, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to relive it again. And, you know, I just have to wonder, you know, how much he talked to McCoy. I, 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 this is a larger question is, and I know we're going, I'm going off on an extreme tangent here, um, you know, obviously... We, we saw that he sees McCoy in Spock's quarters, and I have to wonder if there's been a disconnect between him and McCoy, too, to even process it, because 
I think if McCoy had been doing these weird things that Kirk may have known that something would have been wrong until he saw it. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe this was the first time McCoy had inkling that something was going on with, with him. Okay. But I'm just wondering, like, has he just sort of been by himself, you know, not really thinking about what happened to to avoid the feelings? And then this is sort of, you know, Sarek's here, you know, mind-melding and talking about what Spock said. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just all floods back yeah. in that one moment. Yeah. Uh, I would say... I think I know where you're going with this. I think I know where you're going. You're saying uh, the responsibilities as you know, the admiral and the you know, acting captain of the Enterprise after Spock's death, he was probably so busy, right, with all his duties and making sure that his crew was taken care of and everything. I don't think, I agree, I don't think he's thought about it or he's probably right. pushed it, you know, but I mean, obviously he knows he's Spock is gone, but I don't think he's probably gone there to think about the actual death. Uh, nor do I think he's had the opportunity to, you know, have a heart to heart with, you know, I guess McCoy would probably be of his, of his, of that original cast crew. McCoy would be the one he would have a heart to heart with and, and share how he's feeling or McCoy would try to drag it out of him as McCoy, you know, probably more, more likely to do. Um, right. And, and maybe that's partly because McCoy is in his own, you know, having his own troubles. So a combination of all that, I would say this moment is the first time he's really re-experienced, re- even, even thought about it, but also you know, with a mind meld, re-experiencing the actual death of Spock. Yeah, and that... That sort of leads me to a, uh, another question here um, with the mind meld, and I know we talked a little bit about it. And um, what what does the person who is receiving the mind meld feel? Like, obviously, right? Kirk is going through something as we're, you know, you know, in the last minute, you know, Sarek saying he spoke of your friendship. Yes, you know, he asked you not to grieve. Yes, and. You know, the needs of the many outweigh, you know, the needs of the few or the one. And then, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to wonder, it's not just him speaking. I mean, I got to wonder if he is transferring, in transferring those emotions to Sarek, he is re-feeling them. So I'm wondering what the, what the, I don't know, the, the mind meld E is feeling. (laughs) I, I, I know, I know the answer to this. And, and the reason I know is because one of my favorite Star Trek moments, probably in all of you know all the shows and the movies and stuff, yep. is is the scene in the original series. Uh, it's Devil in the Dark when Spock mind melts with the Horda, remember the rock chewing creature that was killing people in the mines. Do you know that that creature? No, I don't. Hmm. Oh, oh well, okay. So Devil in the Dark is one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. I don't know if it holds up as well <laughs> as an adult, but watching it as a kid, when I when when I watched Star Trek, I was you know five years old, right. kind of watching the, the reruns in the seventies, um, and the Horda, which was you know this rock eating creature, and it looked like a, I think it was supposed to look like a living, you know, lava ball of rock or something, and but right. you know just some, some guy under a in a Muppet suit uh, crawling around. <laughs> um, 
but it's 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 a uh, i did just watch it recently so it's all fresh in my head uh and and part of the reason i watched it was because of the scene so spock mind melds with it it's it's um it's an it's an animal it's an intelligent animal that can communicate um and it's been injured and when spock mind melts with it he has to get up real close to it and obviously connect to it touch it physically and you know it's just this gross looking creature and as soon as spock establishes the link yeah the very first thing he just screams at the top of his lungs like, pain oh <laughs> i do a, remember that yes it's a it's a it's just one of these for me a classic star trek spock moment of him just yelling pain and um and then he continues to just start, you know, vocalizing all the stuff that the Horda is feeling and communicating to him. So I think the answer is the mind meld, mind meld E is feeling whatever the person he's mind melding with. Right. Okay. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to to share. To share that episode. Uh, one of my favorite episodes. And, uh, and man, if you're listening to this show and you haven't seen the Devil in the Dark episode, please go watch it right away. But uh, I would assume most folks here have probably seen. Yeah, i got to catch up on... Uh, I, I know when we first started this way back, you know, last year, a whole year ago, um, <laughs> I was watching, you know, Next Generation and uh, some of the yeah. original series. i got to go back and I, I really... And I know this is a total, again, total tangent here. i got to go back and watch a lot of those older episodes again because... Not until you had said, you know, pain, did I know what you were talking about. Like, I, I'm like, I don't oh, remember so that. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, my God, I totally remember that episode. And, <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to go back and watch a bunch of these episodes. Yeah, there's some that, uh, you know, there's some classics. I think there's, you know, like if you looked at a top ten original series list, you know, everybody agrees. Oh, yeah, these are the top ten episodes. And there's those. Um, I don't know if Devil in the Dark is in those lists, but but right. then there are the lists. You know, if I was going to build my own lists of favorite episodes, there's that that one, uh, the Doomsday Machine, which to me always was the you know the giant space cucumber with the fire yeah. in the center. <laughs> you know, it's ter- uh, you know that one's a huge one for me, and it's just these moments that that have stuck with me my whole life. And um, so yeah, that's my. <laughs> That's my long-winded answer to what happens to the mind melt, person doing the mind melt. So, given that, yes, uh, it's a wonder in this minute when the mind melt is over that we don't see that Sarek is is not crying or is not as. I mean, Kirk is shredded at the end of this thing. Um, yeah, in. Sarek is disappointed. That would be my summary. Yes, Sarek. I think for yeah for Kirk, he's reliving the um, the 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 moment again, mm-hmm. and for Sarek, who came looking for something, is yeah completely disappointed that he didn't find what he thought he would, and maybe getting some other answers in terms of, you know, he came in you know like a bat out of hell. Like, why didn't you come to Vulcan? You knew you were supposed to come, and now it's sort of like. Mm, yeah, you know, it. You know, as he says, it's it's not here. Right. You know, I'd assumed he had mind melded with you. It's the Vulcan way when the body's end is near. So he had assumed completely, due to the relationship between Spock and Kirk, that he would. He would absolutely have mind melded with him. Right. And you know, he was. Kirk should have known. You know what is going on here. You know, here you are toasting to lost people, and you should have been coming to me. 
<laughs> and I think for Sarek, I think it's more of that, like you said, disappointment. It's more of that, you know, I came here and I didn't get what I needed. And in return, yeah. made Kirk feel like crap. <laughs> I, you know, I think you answered my question, I think, of why is it, why is, why is Sarek only disappointed and not, you know, teary eyed and wiped out like Kirk is, is probably because that even though Sarek was reliving the moment with Kirk, he was really right. That was secondary. And pr primarily he was searching, looking for Spock's Katra. So he was, he yeah, was, that's... he was on, he had, he was on a different, uh, to use your phrase, he was on a different tangent than, uh, <laughs> than Kirk was. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> the minute, you know, starts off and Sarek finishes his Kirk's thought, you know, or the one, and then Kirk's voice, <sighs> When he says Spock, I mean, I just, I, I, I mean, I just, uh, I watched the minute again before we recorded, and just feeling it, I'm like, <laughs> um, how can you not feel for that guy? Like everything that he lost. Yeah, um, I, I know. Well, there's two. Yeah, God, okay. Let's talk about Spock first because he says Spock first at the beginning. Um, is it a? Jeez, yeah. There's so much. Yeah, where do we go with this? In the Wrath of Khan, at the beginning of the, of the of the scene, when Kirk walks up to the glass and he says Spock, yeah, but we but we can't hear Spock, him because right. the the intercom's not on, and then he opens it up and he yells Spock, and you get that echo. Um, yeah. I think this is a nice callback to that. Uh, it's like a callback to that, but it's also just clearly we love this scene, right? But it's it's not only is yeah. Kirk reliving it, but Kirk is also uh, grieving at the same time. You know what I mean? He's he's like he's having both moments because uh, yeah. his call, his you know, him saying Spock is is you know just the, his heart, you know, just calling out for uh, for for his friend and for his brother, you know, his loss and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I I'm yeah, I'm definitely. I'm definitely feeling. Can we that. just go to, into the other moment, which is like my favorite moment? It is is uh, when Sarek finishes the you know live long and prosper, and then Kirk's eyes just his yeah Shatner Shatner's eyes right his 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 eyebrows lift he looks like he's about to cry, and he just says yep no yep you know the uh, which is yep <laughs> that that part that part is heart wrenching for me. There's a there's a no in you know he says no in, in Wrath of Khan but this is a this is the no that's again in his heart the no please don't go the it's brutal right. and it's this is where Shatner like nails it for me like man what a great acting moment and the way Nimoy chose to show it with just us seeing Kirk's eye or eyes uh, it it right. nails it for me one of my favorite moments in in the film yeah no i i have those same same exact sentiments there and like i said even before watching like before we started recording when i was watching the minute i was like and and i've seen this movie a, you know a dozen times or however many times i've seen it um it just never stops being that emotional tug you know when he you know when he says with a one and then he says spock and you sort of see the the rumblings in his, you know, eyebrows, and then 
Sarek with the with the voice, you know, I have been and always shall be your friend, and you know, Kirk just lets it. He pr- other than crying, he pretty much lets it all go. I mean, he's like, no, you know, and yeah, yeah, um, that no is, yeah, raw. It's yeah, it's he finally I think is re, like you said, I, I want to say reliving, but he's also you know probably like I was sort of on a tangent at the beginning, sort of feeling those feelings again probably for the first time since it happened and really seeing like oh my god how he's gone like he is he's gone yeah i think we're gonna take a break from recording i am bummed out (laughs) (laughs) i mean these are great minutes and I, i i again i have nothing but praise for you know uh, Shatner and Mark Leonard for these these minutes and how well they were acted. Um, some of the best acting in the in the in the movies is this particular scene. This has always been a great. Again, you had said Search for Spock, not necessarily my favorite movie as a whole. This scene, the emotions, other than the you know the mouth of Sarek, is one of the one of the scenes that really has always re-energizes me when I watch this movie. And I, I say re-energize in the sense of how yeah. much I love this scene. Yeah. Agreed. Well, let's, uh, let me, I, I have a couple other just notes that we've kind of, we're jumping around a little bit back and forth in a minute, but yep. the, the music that we talked about the music on Wednesday. And uh, so the music does a great job in here. Yep. And one of the things that uh, in the, in the very beginning, uh, Sarek says over <laughs> one and then Kirk says Spock and we we get that wild west music again. Do you remember? Yes. It yeah, it definitely showed up in in, in the Wrath of Khan, and I remember commenting bit, yeah. on it like, "What was that?" It's you know, it's part of the score, and uh, and it's here again, and it's even more pronounced. And and uh, right, I, I've grown to love it. It's I think when I originally noticed it, I'm like, "What? Why is there wild west music in here?" I was kind of distracting, um, but I but it's it's growing on me, and and having it in this in this minute and tied to all of this emotion i'm like oh, okay I, I, i'm digging it more and more right yeah no i i definitely agree yeah and then the other question i had was sarek uh you know playing the role of spock in in the sequence where he says i have been and always shall be your friend when he says i have been yep. is that mark leonard doing a spock impression or is that it's you know we already asked it right about mccoy uh, is that Sarek doing yeah. uh, Mark Leonard doing a, a Spock impression, or is that overdubbed with Leonard Nimoy? No, no, I think that's a, I think that's a Mark Leonard. You, really, you think so? I think you said that too about McCoy yeah. that it was that it was DeForest Kelly doing a. Everybody's doing yeah. a Spock impression. No, I guess what you're saying. Yep, I think everyone's doing the Spock mm. impression. Do do the Spock. <laughs> uh, okay, I I I still have my doubts on on, on all of them. That it's that is not Nimoy overdubbed, and it's it's very distinct at least in this minute because it's just when Sarek says I have been, and then when he says right, yeah. and we shall be your friend, it's it's clearly Sarek's voice again. But that right. but that I have been, it's like whoa, 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 wait a minute, is that Spock? It's a very it's very effective. It's a very effective storytelling technique or filmmaking technique or whatever. It's just to to keep the mystery alive about what you know what is the fate of spock where is spock what is going on and having having these two characters both you know speak in the voice of spock is just you know just for a moment 
is very effective because it you know keeps me scratching my head and going what what's going on what is happening why is you know I like it I guess is what I'm saying yes no I I'm still <laughs> I think still, I'm still... I'll, I'll keep I'll keep talking while you dry your eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay then jumping back to the end I guess after the mind meld you know they they separate and Kirk is just like I said shredded and you know you can just tell he's worn out um Sarek's disappointed he's assuming that he was going to find uh find Spock in there <laughs> and uh yep he assumed that he mind melded with you it's the Vulcan way when the body's end is near and we we talked about this too with the Wrath of Khan that when that they kind of the the remember scene was 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 a last minute addition, right? They they wanted to yeah. Oh, yeah. kind of leave something open ended, um, so that they could do this film essentially. <laughs> and I think they did. I I I'm always I'm I'm knowing that it was a, a kind of throwaway and they just tacked it on at the end, but connecting it with this scene, you know, that this is the Vulcan way when the body's ended yeah. here. I, I totally buy it that it was that this was the plan all along. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel shoehorned. It 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 definitely right? seems that way, um, right? And uh, I guess that's just you know, kudos to Nicholas Meyer and Hart Bennett, and um, they did a good job with it. And it doesn't seem, I guess, it's hokey in some ways. I mean, it's obviously it's a let's bring the hero back from the dead. You know that it's yet another twist right. on that. But it's Star Trek, and I love it, and I forgive it, and it doesn't feel too clumsy to me. Um, and then, you know, Kirk's, you know, last thoughts were, well, we were separated and he couldn't touch me. So there was no way for him to have a mind meld. So how, I wonder how devastated, you know, Kirk's obviously devastated reliving the moment, but do you think he's, he's also devastated knowing that there may have been a way to save Spock? Yeah. And I, and, and I, I said this before and I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I know I harp on things. I just find it funny that Kirk would not have known that like it just I I don't know why it it not bothers me but it's just like Spock and him were friends you know he knew things about the Vulcan you know people I just find that this maybe this was such a closely held secret maybe that's the only thing I can think of is that this this thing that Sarek's talking about is such a only between the one you know the the Vulcan and the and the mind meld person are only only they know like they don't really go out and broadcast and be like okay. hey we we you know Katra and we you know when the body dies hey we know how to do things and maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> a closely regarded secret you, kind of thing yeah. and I just hmm yeah we talked about it Wednesday in the last episode, um, yeah, would this ever come up between Kirk and Spock? And <clears throat> probably right. not was our guess. And, and also probably not given where they are in their lives. I mean, Kirk, we know Kirk just turned 50, yep. I think is what we learned. Right. Um, and you know, 50 is not, it's not old, right. It's the new 30 or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how old Spock was. You know how old he was. I don't, I don't know how, how so how old Spock was. So maybe neither of them were in that, even in that phase of life where they're starting to, you know, think about, you know, you know, planning for, 
for right. further deaths, you know, so maybe it hadn't come up yet. Um, and that was the reason. Because here's a question. If this was the plan all along, that when Spock's death was near, right, that he would transfer his Katra, who do you think Spock would have done it with, uh, transferred his Katra with? Oh, well, I think... I think we know the answer to that based on this last couple of minutes is that Sarek would have thought that it would have been him and Kirk. Right? So let's say in this circumstance, Spock's saving the Enterprise unexpectedly, right? This was not his plan. He's not on his deathbed, right? As a 200-year-old Vulcan, he's, you know, unexpectedly going to die. If I was going to say yes in that circumstance, who was he going to mind meld with and give his contract to? Sure, Kirk. Right. But was Spock's, you know, Spock assumed he's going to live a long life and, uh, you know, die an old man. And, you know, would Kirk still have been his choice or would it have been another Vulcan? I guess is where I'm going. Would it have been, you know, um, or is it his best friend? You know, would it have always been his best friend as his choice? I, I, I you know where I'm going. I, I do. Um, hmm. I still think. Hmm. I still, I still would like to believe. Maybe that's a better word. I would okay. still like to believe that it would always be Kirk. Okay. I mean, as long as Kirk's around. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been uh, Cybok. Uh, no. <laughs> I must find Cybok. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that that was my my one of my hypotheticals. Oh, what would what would have happened if things hadn't gone the, gone down the way they did? All right, man. Well, that's a uh, that's all I had. I, I need to I need to wrap it up so I can go cry again. Yeah, it's been an emotional uh, week. I mean, this is. Uh, I feel like we're reliving the end of Wrath of Khan all over again. All over again. How many times are they going to do this to? I think this might be the last time. Yeah, I think so. I think we no. There's still. Is there uh, more? Well, there's a little bit. Of, there's a little bit more previously on. Okay coming up but i don't think we actually have to watch him die again <laughs> so i think this might i think we might be over this now <laughs> uh, but uh all right well cool then i'm all set if you want to i'm all out of notes so if you want to wrap it up we can uh, go enjoy the weekend i am good all right well cool well folks we are going to wrap it up you guys go enjoy the weekend and um while you're at it if you want to go online and uh pick up some star trek minute merchandise uh, you can head over to tpublic.com and we've got some groovy t-shirts and stickers and what else do we see laptop cases all sorts of cool stuff with some uh designs from the show some of the uh, uh episode of season uh, podcast covers, uh, as well as some other t-shirt designs, all by uh, our very own David Stoker. Uh, you should go check that out. And um, we're going to be back again on Monday with Minute 28 of the Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>